You're listening to Let's Be Real with Tara Spates. It's Let's Be Real, and I'm your host, Tara Spates. Mr. Duquan Sweeney, and I always <laughs> mess up people's <laughs> names, but thank you for taking the time and uh, being on the Let's Be Real podcast. So thank you. <laughs> I want to I, <laughs> I start with just telling us, you know, I know we you know, we, some of my listeners that were on the radio show heard this, but as far as the podcast, kind of just tell us a little bit about um, what you and your organization, the Royal Men Foundation, what you do in the community, because it's going to lead into what we're going to talk about today. Okay. Well, um, the Royal Men Foundation, um, we, do, we do a lot in the community. Um, it's basically about building leadership within men in our community, um, uh, bring about awareness of, you know, different issues in our community as far as education, as far as health, um, you know, trauma, like we just came off our trauma lecture series, um, you know, about a week or two ago. Um, and just, you know, just bring about a quality of life and, um, in the community. Just to talk about that, just building men up in our community as far as leadership, better fatherhood, you know, um, brotherhood, and just be, you know, accountable as, you know, good men in our community. Okay, and that is awesome. That's kind of what we've been asking for, looking for. So it's great that, you know, the, the men are banding together and they're creating a presence in the community. Now, you're in Jersey City, correct? Yes. So in Jersey City, um, that's my hometown, born and raised, but um, going back, I do see a difference because I was born and raised downtown, and downtown has had a major transition since I left about 10 yes. years ago. Yes. <laughs> so you had uh, put up a, a Twitter post and well, tweet, and yeah, it was talking yeah. about the gap. Um, I, I guess it was economics and just the difference between downtown and what we call uptown. And, and basically yeah. from mm-hmm. you know, midtown to uptown is where you have more people of color. Yeah. So tell me from what you see working in the community, what do you feel is the, the, the reasoning for such a gap between, you know, downtown and uptown? I mean, um, uh, this, this go back. First of all, let me just start by saying, like, um, well, yeah, I, I, I'll tackle that question first. Um, what, what I see is going on, the gap, I mean, the gap is, is um, we can start by, you know, just the wealth gap in general, meaning like, you know, policies that affect, you know, people of color and versus, you know, non-people, non, non-black people. Um, right. And the wealth gap, you know, it stems back from, you know, from slavery to, you know, uh, you know, once African Americans became free, you know, um, you know, so it's a long history of the reason why we see, you know, um, this generation gap or this wealth gap that I see. And a lot of it is because I think, well, a lot of it that I think is, is because of um, policies that, that, affect, that affect us, you know, whether it be, you know, trying to get um, a, um, a house loan and, you know, you know, things like that. So, um yeah. I, well, let, well let, me ask, let me ask you this, because I'm going to, you know, I'm going to play devil's advocate and we're going to keep it real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why is it that some people can come from other countries and be black or Hispanic and seem to start their own businesses and own homes? I mean, is it a American thing? 
I, I, well, I think the reason why is because you know some people, some you know some some people come into influence communities or okay. uh, influence families, you know, and they does and they and they don't have to deal with the same you know um, the same you know struggles I would say or the obstacles that African Americans have to deal with, you know, um, you know, uh, you know. So I think that's the reason why you know some people can make it happen. When you when you when you when you think about it, you know, my wife, you know, she's not born. My my wife is you know my wife is African. She she had mm-hmm. she, she she wasn't born in America, but she comes you know when she came she came into the African American community, and right. you know and 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 um you know so she she's she's dealing with the same type of struggles we be dealing with versus someone come from a european you know family and they go into a already influenced community or affluent you know um a household they have they have access to different resources so i think that's the reason why we we see how some you know um some people uh different races make it and some and some don't so now do you think it boils down more to mentality because if I'm coming in from another country, I don't have the slave mentality. I don't have the they're trying to hold me back mentality. All I have is I was struggling in my country and there's a lot of opportunity here and I'm going to do whatever I got to do to get it. I mean, but who, who, my thing is who has a slave mentality? Like I argue, I argue that who has a slave mentality. I don't think, me personally, I don't think that African Americans have a slave mentality. I think we have just a mentality, just as everyone, you know, um, just as as everyone else, every race has. We have a, you know, a a, a mentality to, you know, to always better ourselves, to always, you know, have a, you know, um, always to get education, to work hard, and just like, you know, try to live the American dream. I think it doesn't. Um, it doesn't differ it. But now if that's you know. the case, we can look at Africans who come over. I'll say them because we're, we're looking at black to black, just coming from a different country. Yeah. So you have them come in, they're going to be treated the same way, but their, mm-hmm. um, their passion to go after what they know will make a better life for themselves, and they don't look mm-hmm. at any policy, they don't talk about there's any issue, they band together in their communities and they work together to get what they need. Now, there's always exceptions to the rule. <laughs> but our exception seems to be the majority. So why don't blacks band together in their communities and do the same thing these other cultures are doing? Because truth be told, there's a lot of wealth in the black community. It's just not used wisely. I think we – I think we um – you know, uh, we spend we spend money, you know, wisely. But when when you think about it, when it comes down to you know economic growth, we got to mm-hmm. think about you know housing. We also got to think about you know producing. You know, when it comes down to you know business, while we don't own right. you know um, like a Google or AT and T or you know um, the, uh, uh, you know Amazon, you know we are not producers of of those you know uh, of those sectors or those businesses that you know to bring generation you know general wealth. Our wealth also goes out our community because we don't have sustainable businesses in our community. You know what I mean? You know, so I'm I'm going to go out. I'm going to jump in. Are they not sustainable because we're not um, seeing them as vi- viable businesses? Because no, I, I mean, I think, 
the reason why they're not sustainable, you know, my reason is, you know, um, reason they're not sustainable because you need, you need, you need wealth. You need, you need money. You know what I mean? It's easy. It's easy to make money. Like people say, it's easy, easy to make money once you have money, right? Okay. You know, it's easy mm-hmm. to hold. It's easy to hold a, a business down once you have overhead. Right. You know what I mean? This is and, this is true. But think about the fact of if you ask any marketing executive, they will mm-hmm. tell you they the black community is a billion dollar market. So if they know that they can market to the community and, and get money. I mean, there's some people who you look at in these communities. I mean, granted, there, there's a lot of need, but there's a lot of people mm-hmm. who are wearing their, their value, who are driving their value. So mm-hmm. if we change the dynamics of the way we think about our own community, you don't think we can change the look of it? Yeah, I From think so. I think, yeah, I, I think that's I I, I, um, I I agree with that, and I think the reason the 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 uh, the way that we start by doing that is not, is not to think about our community as being negative. Like I have a lot of you know arguments and debates about, but we already assume that it's our fault. It's we it's something wrong with us. It's so it, it, it's something wrong with our way of thinking. And I and I argue with that, and I argue with that, and I fight against that. You know, amongst you know my friends, you know, a lot. It's because there's nothing wrong with us. It's nothing wrong with there's nothing wrong with black people. It's just the conditions right. around us is different from everyone else. It's it is it, 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 known fact that if person have a quality, a quality house, a, st- a sustainable house, an affordable house. The outcome, living in, in, a, in, a, in, a, uh, in a good community, they, the, the health benefits that come with that is, is you know, is, is known is a known fact. So it's nothing wrong with you know black people. I think it's just it's something wrong with the conditions around African Americans. Now let's flip that because I think sometimes we look at it and we get defensive. So if I say, if someone says to you, you know what, your spending habits are not productive to the life you want to live, they're not saying there's something wrong with me. They're saying there's something wrong with my behavior. So when someone says the mentality of the black people in the community is lacking, it's not saying the black people are lacking. It's saying we have to change the way we think. Because if I say, if if I gravitate to there's nothing wrong with me, there's nothing in the wrong with the way I'm thinking, then that means I need no adjusting. That means everyone no. in my community is fine. But we do need adjusting. We, we need to revamp the way we think about things because if I say let's get together, we may not have um, the money to buy up all these houses, but we have the resources to clean up our streets. Let's start there. Right? That's, mm-hmm. that's what, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with us. It just means, you know what, let's stop thinking of – something that's out of our reach and let's start dealing with what's within our reach right now and then we can move towards. I agree. I agree with I, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that. So now if I'm let's say I'm Jewish and I'm mm-hmm. coming in and I'm starting to buy up some houses and the yes. residents are looking at me like, you know, get out of my neighborhood, you're you're taking over. I'm gonna say, But you've been here for many years. You could have bought up stuff. You could have been together because let's be real a lot of them are buying in groups. There's not a single person buying. There are groups of people buying. Mm-hmm. Could that, the same community not have done that? Like we've spent the, the, the cost of a house <laughs> three times over, mm. even in rent. 
Mm-hmm. So that's what I mean by instead of thinking someone's saying that we're bad, no, we've got to start thinking how can we own our own instead of looking at someone on the outside. Yes, I, I agree. Yeah, I definitely agree. How do we own our own? And and again, that falls back to you know you know quality of quality of education. You yes. know, um, yes. but it's not it's not it's not just but it's like 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 you just said it's not an attack. It's just like you know it's always been like that. You know, African Americans always have you know um, been dealing with since you know since the beginning of time since we've been in America we've been dealing with a roller coaster. You know, um, you know our struggles is always been we have it been progress made and it also been you know things that's not me, you know what I mean? So it's always, it always been a, a roller coaster ride. But, you know, you know, so it's always been that. It's always been a struggle, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm we, hopeful. I'm hopeful in the struggle. <laughs> but it, well, I and, it and, that's, and that's what I want to get at. You know, I always like to, you know, bring things around to there's some solutions, right? So you already have one solution where you're, you're trying to grab as many men as possible and start changing the conversation of they're not there. No, they are there. So now yes. you're, you're checking that. You, you guys are banding together. I know you're doing the bike rides. You have series where you're trying to enlighten the community. So that's great. Now we're starting to change our narrative as far as the black men are concerned. How do we change the narrative that education is important? Now, there are some of us who will say it, but if you go into our schools, the kids are not acting like they know it's important. So regardless mm. of what that teacher thinks, if I know my education is important, I'm going to go in there and act like I have some sense. And mm-hmm. as a parent, I'm not going to go in there and try to fight, you know, every teacher that says my child is misbehaving. I'm going to get on my child and say, okay, how can we work together to make this happen? Whether your teacher thinks you're capable or not, we're going to do this. Like how do we change I, that narrative? I think, I think it starts, it, it's, I mean, it's two, it's two ways to, you know, look at it. Of course it starts with the home, and it also starts with the school. Right, um, mm-hmm. and just getting you know the right pe- the right things in place for for to make things happen, and you know um, like I read to my children, I, I I read to my girls. I have two two girls. One is just turned five, and the one you know one one is on one and a half now. Um, right. you know year and a half, and we read to our children, and we talk to we talk to. Them, we talk to our children like I, I I sit down and talk to my my kids and have a conversation with I don't you know I don't have you know um like baby talk I never talk to my baby talk I talk to them like in a language that they understand and I right. think that's it, it, it starts from there but and also at, and, and it also starts in the school you know and I think with with schools unfortunately a lot of schools in our and a lot of schools in our community. Uh, whether it be 15 school, you know, 41 school, they lack resources. And what I mean by resources is that some children are dealing with, again, like we talked about our lecture series, they're dealing with trauma. They're dealing with issues at home. They're dealing with stress. So if we don't get them, if we don't get service to our students, our children, is always going to continue. We have over, over, overcrowded classrooms. When you think about a teacher, you know, having a classroom filled with 30 students and trying to educate and trying to teach that children, that's a difficult time because one, okay, let's you know, go, one. Okay, I'm going yeah. to interrupt you for a second. That everything yes. you said is correct, right? I used to work in a high school in rural Georgia, so I know it can be crazy, but for me, I'm going to say these are all excuses. You know what? Not that they're not true. They are true. Mm-hmm. But the reason mm-hmm. I'm going to say excuses is because there were people who came out of slavery who could not read. 
but they knew that that education was the only way for them to build a life, and yes. they did it. There were people okay. in Jim Crow South that came out millionaires, that came out business owners. A lot of our older black politicians, they will tell you how they were beat. Um, John Lewis, he was working with uh, Martin, Dr. Martin Luther King. He was brutalized. But mm-hmm. these were things that were traumatic to them, but they knew I can't focus on the trauma because I got to push forward and open doors for those coming behind me. There's too much at stake. Like, we have to be able to do two things at one time. We have to be able to tell our kids, I understand it's not fair out there. I understand you're going through a lot. But you got to press forward because there may not be no one who's going to care besides us in this house, but that can't stop you from excelling. you got to want to excel more than you allow them to, to break you down. You know what I mean? Like there have been too many people that have gone through more than our kids are going through, and they made it. But it's so not we enough. we can't allow that to stop our kids. No, we can't, but it's not enough. You understand? Yes, we have people that, like I said before, it's it been a roller coaster, you know, um, mm-hmm. a roller coaster ride. We have progress. We have people that made it, but it's not enough, right? It's not enough. But if not, that doesn't change, but if that doesn't it's not change, enough. are you saying that, okay, kids, you just keep on acting up in school and you keep on, you know, just getting this average job that we know is not going to take care of you. You never leave home because these jobs won't pay you enough to live on your own. So do we just keep looking at that and complaining about it, or do we say, you know what, just like they did our ancestors, you're going to have to work twice, three times as hard. Sometimes you're going to have to go to, you know, therapy, the church or wherever to, to help you out mentally, but you got to yeah. get in there and do what you got to do. Yeah, you have to. You, 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 we, we, we have to, but and at the same time, we have to, to recognize that. Like, it, right. we have to right. recognize that issue, right? We have to. I don't, I, I don't agree with, um, you know, just walking away or just dealing with the pain. Right, and I think that's right. what we, you know, some of us think that we we have to just, you know, walk away or just ignore our pains or our wounds. I think we have to be healed. We have to be healed. We have to be healed first to, to move forward. Right? Why can't we, we do? Be, why can't we do both? Because you may not get like you know how sometimes we say you seek an apology from someone who's hurt you, but you may never get it. So you may have to just accept that they're who they are. Keep on moving, and you and forgive yourself. Like you may never get that apology from that person. So yeah, you may we may not. have to look other places for the healing, but we have to encourage our kids to keep the focus, keep the goal of yeah. a life that you can, you know what a sustaining life that will not keep you bound down and and suppressed by somebody else. And, and yeah, you're right; it sucks. It, it doesn't sound good, but if we because what we have become is we've become a people who have focused so much on what is wrong, and Lord knows you're right, it is wrong. But we focus more on that than saying to these kids, and to some adults, because we get stuck too, you may have to seek your help outside of who's actually hurting you mm-hmm. and, keep going, and keep moving forward because now we're stagnant and we have so many kids who are being pushed through the system who are, who are getting these mediocre jobs and they're believing the hype that, you know, $13 an hour or what, 14 that Amazon pays you, that's good money. Not when your rent is 15 and $2,000 a month, is not. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? So we have to change that and, like, no, that's not. But it may have been good a couple of years ago, 
but don't let them come into town because they're paying you more than the $10 as standard. They want you to think that's okay because downtown, those parents are telling their kids, no, you better be making 25 plus an hour. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So we have to now have that conversation with our kids and, and let them know we're going to get you help. You know, it may not come from the school. We may have to band together like you guys are doing, helping men. There may have been mm-hmm. other organizations that while we're playing ball, we got some counselors here on the side for you. Yes. Yes, I agree. I think it's all a part. It's all, all, it's a, it's all a part, you know. Um, yeah. It's all a part of education. You know, um, Martin Luther King said it's, it's important that we have formal education and informal education. Mm. Informal and and formal education is something like the, what the Royal Men Foundation is doing. You know, we're not in a classroom per se, mm-hmm. but we have in classroom type of study. You know, oh. uh, we like again, we're talking about you know, you know, um, things that's valuable to us, things that can you know benefit benefit us. You know, um, so it's important. It's all is 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 all a form of education. You know, whether yeah. it be like again formal education or informal education, but everything is is important. I think every, oh, and I say this a lot, everything is important. It's, it's important that we have this conversation. It's important yes. that, you know, people listening, you know, and support, you know, um, the podcast, support you, support the Royal Man Foundation. Everything yes. is important. We need, we need people in, in all sectors, in all sectors of life, whether it be political, business, you know, yes. you know, science. You have to have that representation. <laughs> yes. And I, and yes. I thank you, and you're, you're so right. We, and like I said before, we have to be able to do more than one thing at a time. Like you can't yes. just focus on these issues because we know they are. We have to push our kids and let them know that it has never, like you said, it has never been fair. But yes. in that, we will set up places for you to have, you know, help. But when you get in that classroom, regardless of what you see going wrong, your mission is to get everything you can get while you're there. Because when you yeah. come out, that, that's it. Like, you, they're going to push you out, and you're either ready or you're not. And, I, and, so, and, like, and it's, it's not just the kids. It's not to cut you off, but it's not just the kids. It's adults, too. Like, no, I need right. to be, yeah, I, I need to be pushed <laughs> constantly, you know, whatever you, you the case right. may be. Mm-hmm. You know, I, make, you know um, I think that's what makes us normal is that, you know, um, we're not perfect. You know what I mean? Like we're not oh, perfect, yeah. so we need we need to be pushed. I need to be pushed constantly. Daquan, you need to yeah. be you need to be doing this. You changing the diaper wrong, Daquan. You need to change it this way. You know what I mean? Or you're not yes. doing the dishes. You know you're not doing the dishes. You're not you're not cleaning the dishes well. Whatever the case may yeah. be, or you are cleaning the dishes well, and I like the way that you're doing. Or I like the way that yeah. you're handling the baby. Oh, like we you know need what? all. I'm, we I'm glad all. you said that. I'm, I'm glad you said that because you know for everyone listening, he, he hit on. Duquan just hit on a, a perfect example of focusing on one thing. Like our whole conversation was kind of talking about how do we move forward in an imperfect community? How do we move our community forward um, and make it productive and successful with or without outside influence? But also what he just said, we have to reaffirm what we do right because we do a yeah. lot right. So, so when we do something right, Yes, give give that person a pat on the back. Give that organization a pat on the back. Um, I get caught up in getting frustrated with organizations because while I feel like our kids need an outlet for fun, um, what uh-huh. happens is they gravitate to the fun, but then when you try to do something that's really going to help them, then you don't get that same 
you know, outpouring of support. Yes. You know, yes. you know, and and I'm like, okay, well, heck, don't give them a ball, give them a book. And I get so frustrated, but I got to stop and say, yes, kudos for giving them something positive to do. Now let's also add in, if you're going to be here, we're going to do 30 minutes of, you know, trivia and sharpen your mind, and then we're going to hit the court. You know, so yes. I got to get better at that too. Got you. That's important. You're right. I agree with you too. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. Like, I give, like, you know, whether a birthday party is a gift, I would give a toy and I also give a book because mm-hmm. I understand the importance of just having, you know, um, you know, entertainment, a little outlet to play, but I also know the importance of reading or, you know, doing math. So that's what I would do. I would do something, you know, like that because I need it too. Like, I go out, I go out and I play chess just for recreation or hang out with my friends because I need that type of outlet. But I also know the importance of just, you know, sitting down and um, reading or, you know, spending time with you know with my family. Like we need we need both. We need we need both. Exactly. Being well rounded. And you know what? I thank you. I thank you for carving out some time in your day to be part yes. of this episode. You know, um, the success of our community from within. That that is our um, podcast for today. And I really thank you because, like you said, we need to have these conversations. We need to be real about what's going on, um, what we can do better. And what we're doing well, and maybe we can just, you know, add to it. Yes. So as can you bring me back on? I'm sorry to cut you off. Can we bring? Can you bring me back on for part two to finish this conversation? This was this was good. <laughs> I, de- I I definitely will. We will bring you back on, and we will add more to, and we will add more to. And you go. You know what? Next time we um, have you back on, I would like to talk about how do we um, how do we deal with the violence from within. Because there's certain things we can do within our own community to stop some of this violence. So thank you for being on this podcast, Duquan. Do you have any parting words before we bid adieu? Oh, man, this was great. I was nervous coming in, but, geez, this was was very enlightening. I really appreciate it, and keep up the wonderful work. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you for your time. Thank you for Royal Men and all that they're doing in the community. We need to add it to other cities as well. And everyone that's listening, if you have any comments or questions, you can email me at lbrnoexcuses at gmail.com. You can actually make comments um, on whatever platform, whether it's iTunes or Google Play or SoundCloud, Spotify. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Until next week. To be a guest or to be a sponsor, email lbrnoexcuses at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in to Let's Be With.